Good morning, and welcome to the show that knows no bedtime. Apparently, I'm a guest today, <laughs> Luke Power himself. Mr. Yeah. Power has joined us, and I'm also Zach, and that's and also... And I'm Anthony, and I'm also here Anthony. too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, I, haven't, I haven't disappeared, Luke hasn't replaced me or anything like that. Exactly. We've got guest number three on the Build Show this week, Luke Power himself, a fellow seminarian, brother of mine, and a new friend of Anthony's. And it's going to be a party. It's going to be a thrill, as they say. <laughs> let, let us know um, who did the best as a guest on the show. Oh, gosh. No. I'm scared already. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> he hasn't even heard the other ones, though. Well, that's, he just doesn't know his competition. Okay. Yeah. That's, oh, oh, listen that. to podcasts these days, man. I'm just chilling <laughs> at the NAS, having a great time. <laughs> well, the bar has already been set for competition. No. It's, I mean, I don't know how high the bar is. I, mean, I, don't, is know. Really high? I don't want to insult our other guests. No, we're just setting a, we're who's, setting yeah, a bar. Yeah, easy here, buddy. Oh, <laughs> no. oh, you're setting a bar. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, the whole everyone is watching you, Luke, I guess. Is, well, they're not watching. They're listening. <laughs> they're listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're listening to you, and they're judging you as you go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're, they're, they're looking at the seminary poster right now, and they like see, oh, that's Luke Power's face? Okay. Yeah. They're going to see it. They're like, wow, his voice doesn't match his face. Like, well, that's, I wouldn't picture oh, no. that guy. Like, interesting. Oh no! They're like so. Like this is the this is the guy who's on the podcast. But see, what if they all like you? Then 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 you can become famous and I'll be famous without even knowing it. Everything <laughs> that a seminarian hates. With all twenty five of our viewers. All twenty five of our viewers. Yeah, the estimate we have an estimated audience now of twenty five. So all you out here who do do actually don't know us personally, thank you. Hey Anthony. Yeah. What do our listeners sound like? <laughs> and intro music. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody, and as always, let us begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of that faithful, fill our hearts and minds today as um, we talk with Luke Power. Please guide our minds and our hearts and guide this conversation to your will. Um, we pray for everyone who is struggling uh, especially who's everyone who's struggling with their their decisions, with discernment, and with what they, with with bad habits or anything like that, with what they're going into for Lent. If people are trying to figure out what to go to, into for Lent, but anyone who's struggling just with a bad habit, or just a, a cross in general, Lord, we ask that you especially be with those people, those people who, um, who continually have that that hardship on their life, whether it be a sin, whether it be a just a difficulty in general. We ask that you be especially with them and give them the strength and the gifts that you will to push them through that hard time and help them to grow closer to you and grow in relationship to you and spread your love and your and your gifts to the world. Uh, and we ask that you please guide everyone, guide everyone to your will and um, just use your will to bring everyone to you. And we, ask, we pray all this in the words you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. St. Athanasius, pray for us. Nomine Patris, if it is the Spiritus Sanctus. Amen. Breaking out the Latin. I did. I almost broke it out at the beginning, too. And I think I screwed up the, the Holy Spirit. I think I messed up my declension slightly. Um, <sighs> That's okay. It's fine. It was, it was, I haven't said it in a while, but I was like, and as, I, as I started, I was like, I should say it in Latin. And then I was like, it's too late. I was like, it's too it's far gone. too late. Oh, shoot. Oh, no. Latin? No. Shoot, shoot. <laughs> no, no, no. 
<laughs> Duolingo made me think Klingon, and we promised everyone we'd do a Klingon intro. Oh no! Oh crumbs. Oh, I guess we'll do Klingon because we ne- we both didn't. Did I? I didn't learn Klingon. You didn't did learn you? Klingon, that's for sure. Did you? Uh, parts of it. Zach, Zach was like that. You didn't learn Klingon. That's for sure. Like Anthony would never commit <laughs> to anything like that. Oh man, we're a mess. It's okay. That's actually maybe I'm going to edit our promise slightly. Because we can do that, because we're editing the podcast. We didn't give a time frame. We didn't give a time frame. Well, I think we might have. But did we? We did. What was? We are changing it up a little bit today. Um, we had a thought originally that we were going to be continuing and possibly concluding our conversation about love and, and talking about. Up. And then Luke shows up and crashes at our house. No, I'm kidding. We kidnapped him. No, I'm kidding. He's spending the weekend. It's great. Um, but the opportunity arose to have Luke on the show, and we were like, okay, we will pause that other conversation. We'll come back to that. We have a greater opportunity here um, to talk to Luke and to get to know Luke, and it's going to be a party. It'll be a thrill. Um, and it already has been. You guys have already been nerding out about Latin, and it's glorious. I uh, wish I remembered more of it, though, to nerd out with you more about You already remember so I, much of it. <laughs> it only like five years ago, dude. I'm on my limits right now. Both, yeah, both of us are kind of like, because I'm trying. I think I'm, I think I'm real five declensions, though. We're tailing off right now. Uh-oh. We are. It's bothering me now, though. Because she said she... No. It's okay. We'll come back to it. Don't worry. T-I-S-N-D for bendings. Okay, there we go. You guys are such nerds. Okay. Yeah. Luke, give us a brief introduction to you. Before we kind of get into quick questions, just like, where are you? You're looking at the questions. No, I'm not. Oh, no. Lies, lies. I tell you, lies. As always, we have our quick... I feel like we get into quick questions before we get into... All right, let's yeah, do yeah. Okay. So as always, uh, I'm not looking at our quick question segment here, and we're going to actually ask Luke these questions. Not going to lie, Zach actually wrote these questions. I'm just asking them. This is true. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, we're setting the clock, Luke, oh, for no, one Don't do this to me. Oh, no. It's coming. <laughs> don't even... Oh, the there's beep. actually a beep. Oh, oh no. no. There is a beep. If oh Anthony can, okay, we're just going to do it this way because I don't know how to set an actual one-minute timer, so we're going to go like this. It's a new watch. Okay. Anyways, three, two, one. How many pets do you have? I have zero pets. Zero pets. Who is your favorite saint? Uh, saint Don Bosco. If you could be the patron saint of anything, what would what would it be? Uh, the the patron saint of discernment. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> trying in, to make it through seminary, man. In your cross-country career, how many total miles did you run? The most miles I ran in one week was 75. What about your entire career? I don't add that stuff. <laughs> Moving on. Next one. How many weeks? <laughs> Take the average and then how many weeks? Um, what is Oh, what is your go-to theme song? Rocky. Survivor. Yes. yes. And last one. Who has better hair, me or Anthony? Ooh. My hair is not a good representation hey, you're not, of my you're hair not, right hey, now. I'm answering it. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, I don't know. Oh! Let's see. I mean, typically people like try to break down the quick questions, but it was more just kind of an icebreaker sort of thing. I'm I'm curious what um, um He knows a little bit about me, so Yeah, for sure. Um you said your favorite scene was Saint Don Bosco, correct? Yes. Nice. Tell me why. Uh well my family isn't Catholic without like his intercession and his help. So my dad went to high school in New Jersey. Um and he went to a high school called Saint Don Bosco High School. And that's really where um, he fell in love with the Lord. You know, growing up in New York is is wild, but he just fell in love with the Lord at St. Don Bosco High School, and yeah, and then he, my, uh, the stories that I grew up with as a child about saints was about St. Don Bosco and all of his wild adventures, nice. um, and then I picked him as my confirmation saint, and I really feel like he's just, he's right there for me interceding, so it's just, that's probably why. That's fantastic. That's, that's really cool. St. Don Bosco. Who, and then who did... 
he went with Saint Dominic Savio, right? Saint Dominic mm-hmm. or Dominic Savio was one of his little students, oh. and he just died like super young. Patron saint of altar right. servers. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Did did you say Saint Don or Saint John? It's Don, but so Don in Italian means father. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So okay. my dad still like would refer to him because the high school is called Don Bosco High School. Ah, because it was yeah. before he was canonized. That makes sense. Okay. So right. he always I said Don Bosco. Oh, okay, okay. So That's I just say Don Bosco. I didn't know if I'd been pronouncing it wrong the whole time. And it's like, like when people just say John Paul II okay. or Pope JP two. Right. Exactly. That makes sense. Nice. Or Saint John Paul II. Mm-hmm. Which makes no sense. Oh, Pope, yeah, that's John so Paul weird. II. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just, it just sounds it's odd. It's like, yeah, he's know. a saint, but but like JP to the Great. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Fabulous. Um, patron saint of discernment. I think that one's kind of a good. That's a good transition. I was that's stuck on that. On <laughs> that. I was stuck. I was like, dude. I. Oh man. <laughs> I'd actually like to hear what your answer would be, Zach. What would be your? Actually, never mind. We might actually. No, actually, I'd like. I'll hear it now. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I was right. gonna say next. My questions. answer. Yeah. Um. It would probably be something along the patron saint of robotics, since that played a big part of my um, like high school discernment kind of thing, like in just in Catholic master builders and things like that. Right. Maybe something along the lines of engineering. Um. But that was honestly that would that was my answer before I entered seminary. I don't know what it would be now. Interesting. Okay. I don't know discernment. <laughs> I'm just praying to get to heaven, man. I'm or, just like get me there first, and then I'll decide. Or the Lord will decide what He wants me to. You, yeah. You, oh, sorry. What did you finish? No, that, that was all I had. I was, I was trailing gonna, off. I was going to say. Ah. Um, you said discernment. Discernment plays a big part of what you're doing right now. Gosh. And what are you doing right now? <laughs> so I'm in the seminary with Zach over here. Um, we're actually sweet mates. Um, so I've known Zach since the beginning of August, and yeah, we've just been. It's been great at the Nazareth house, just growing. And I picked discernment because you know, as a seminarian. Uh, a lot of, not a lot of, of your prayer time, but if you're in the seminary and you're not discerning, what are you doing? So <laughs> the sermon is, is always something that I'm like ready to pray about and something that I'm ready to just think about because I think it's it's so important. If I'm not discerning, I'm not sure what I'm doing in the seminary. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. And it's it's interesting because when I was thinking about like my vocation story, how I got to the seminary... um when you think about discernment, it actually helps before. So True. like I had a voca- I have a vocation story, obviously, but like how I view it like has changed as I discern more about the priesthood because then you see you're more aware of where the Lord has worked in your life before the seminary. So what you're talking about is like your kind of your, like your vocation story is like is being added to it as you're. As it's you're not added now, to, or? but like for example, um, one place where I didn't think that the Lord was ever working in my life was like fifth grade. For example, like fifth grade's a blur to me. But as I'm like, I'm more aware of like where I was at. I can like, wait, no, no, no. the Lord was working there. Like nothing was happening there. So I'm like, I'm more aware of before. Oh, I see. You're becoming aware of like kind of like where we're in a larger scale of when you you say like, oh, like why did this happen to me? And then later you're like, oh wow, like that makes brought, sense. Brought this yeah. thing, but a larger mm-hmm. scale, like instead of one moment, it's like it's like your your whole life moment, yeah, and stuff like that. Cool. Yes. That's interesting because I have a lot. I've had, and that's a huge thing for me is like trusting the Lord's will. And, mm-hmm. A lot of stuff and like being able to really see where he's working like being able to see that large scale and saying like oh wow like here's where, where he was leading me throughout my life that's actually really, really cool for sure you mentioned your vocation story would you mind sharing just in as sure. much time or as little time as you'd like just kind of how you kind of got uh from you know wherever that discernment started to where you are now oh who knows how i got to the seminary <laughs> who knows how i even got to zach's place um <laughs> but um so i was born and raised in I'm born and raised in Arizona. Um, my parents are from the East Coast. And so 
I went to St. Miragrady's Catholic Church for growing up and stuff, and I just had a faithful pastor, Father Doug. Um, he just, like, he, after you get your sacraments of confirmation and First Communion, you start altar serving, and I just decided to altar serve. So, and the way, I don't know, have you, when you were, like, a kid, and, like, adults, like, you want to be talked to like you're, like, an older kid, but, like, adults sort of, like, talk down to you. Exactly. It's yeah, like you're yeah. a dog or something. It's right, like, right. okay, like, come on, treat me with respect. So what Father Doug would do is that he would just, like, talk to you like you're, like, an adult, like you're a human being, you could say. Yeah. Um, and so just that respect really played a lot. I I don't know where I was at with the Lord, but I would just, I had a, some sense of reverence at the altar serving, like something special is happening here. Um, I don't know where it led me, but so I go through middle school or I go through elementary school and middle school and I don't know, I'm just living my life and having a good time. It's probably not until 10th grade where um, I just had this profound moment at Steubenville. So on the summer, Life Teen, it's a huge event. It's great. Um, and I just had this profound encounter with the Lord. And I just knew there that personally he loved me. Um, but you know, like when you fall in love with something or like you really like like a video game or something, but then like a few weeks later, or, like a few days later, you don't even care about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like a phase. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's what happened to me. So like I fell in love with the Lord, but then I just fell off. Like nothing really happened. I didn't like make it into something like more like spiritual or I didn't start praying more. I didn't start doing anything more with that at the parish. I just kept living my life, even though I had such a profound encounter. Mm. And this is what I was talking about earlier about how it understands your vocation story. So like, I didn't think that that 10th grade had much impact on me, but now looking back at it, it's like, well, no, I need to take ownership of that moment. Like that's real. The Lord worked there. And I shouldn't forget about that because I mean, really like what happened to me, like throughout 11th grade, I was like, the Lord didn't work there. That was fake. It was, there was just good music and the lights were cool and it was like great music. And that's just why I like cried or whatever. And like, had a great moment with the Lord. It was just all false, but it's not false. Um, taking that ownership of it really is, is helpful. Um, Can I turn and ask a quick question? Yeah. Um, as you're, because I've heard people talk about, like what you're talking about, where like you go and you like fall in love with the Lord and like, mm-hmm. three days later when you come back from the retreat. Yeah, it's like nothing happened. Like, nothing happened. It's like they call it like a spiritual high and then you, you go up yeah. on this mountain and then you just kind of drop. Mm-hmm. And so they, everyone tries to talk about like how to combat that kind of okay. drop and that discouragement. Like, do you have any tips and stuff of like from, your, from yeah. your past experience so i was really bad about this before and this is why like talking about my vocation was weird for my first two weeks in seminary because mm-hmm. it's like i don't know what happened to me i'm here <laughs> man like i'm in the present um so what i started doing um there's this thing in discernment where you want to like when you're in like the spiritual high as you would like to call it you want to like make sure you experience that fully and you want to make sure you remember it somehow so for me, I write it down. Anytime I have any sort of grace or anything that the Lord speaks to me, or even if it's something that's just super fun, I'm not sure if it's a grace or not, but it's something that's really fun. And I like went to bed in like a peaceful manner. I write it down. So I say on this day, I even like number the date on this day, this happened to me. And this is like profound. And then when life sucks, you know, then right. you pull out that book and you read over it. And then you're not thinking that, like, the Lord just hasn't spoken to you in your whole life. He has spoken to you. Yeah. And it was only, like, a week ago, man, so calm down. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. like, evidence, like, okay, yeah. this was real. Like, it builds okay. the case, yeah. <laughs> I like, so, like, a spirit, like a journal type of A thing. journal. Yeah. Yeah. I found it fu- funny because I did that, like, 
I had started to do that back when I served, or I still alter serve, but like but when I served, and I had this little journal that I would say, like, mm-hmm. today, I think I heard it from a homily, where I think with Father Mike homily, oh, nice. where it was like, today at Mass, the Lord said to me, or the Lord spoke to me, exactly. dot, dot, dot. And I broke that journal, I moved, I, we were talking about it before we started recording, I moved, and I opened up that journal again, and started reading a couple of the stuff, and I was like, huh, interesting. I was like, very funny. I can't remember specific ones. Like you said, you can't remember the like, yeah. things. But I was reading them and it was like, they spoke to me then as they spoke to me four years ago. Yeah. Or like whenever they did. So I think that's... Because it's real. It's, it's not it's just real. some yeah. made up thing. It's exactly. real. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I was like, this is profound like stuff that I could remember back in that in my life. But then I also, it also speaks to me here because like I'm, I'm, I struggle with these same things and mm-hmm. type of things. So it was really, really cool. Yeah. It's, it's just really helpful just because... Because like in seminary in nine years, you're going to go through a roller coaster of oh, ups yeah. and downs. So, so far it's been pretty good. Um, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Um, except for that time you had to make 30 burgers. Yeah. Except for that time I make 30 <laughs> burgers at the, at the house for some discerners. Um, but yeah, so I just will remember those moments. And then when things really get bad, then it's like, okay, this is still real and just soldier on through. So yeah, so I had that moment in 10th grade and then in 11th grade, I was you know, high school is always high school, so it's a little rough. Just like, who am I? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Just getting settled in. I didn't know where I was going in life. And then, like in eleventh grade, the end of it, we start reading some books that are like really. Perf- we started reading Aristotle and Plato, and just like in a certain way, like I had already, I've always like gone to mass and done Catholic things, and like I believed, I guess, in the power of reconciliation and the mm-hmm. Eucharist. But in a way, it was like, well. <laughs> These Greek philosophers are telling me that, like, there is objective truth and you have to take your stand. And I'm like, well, Catholic Church makes sense. So that's where I really took an ownership in a personal way. Like, I wouldn't just go to Mass because I was told to. I went to Mass because, like, it makes sense. I don't feel anything from the Mass necessarily all the time, but I just... That's the truth. It's what, yeah. it's what you do. Um, so in senior year, I started, like, you know, and then the whole summer is just filled with graces of just just falling in love, falling back in love. And so I sort of remember that 10th grade moment, but still I was like, well, you know, maybe it was whatever. How much of that was like smoke and mirrors? kind Yeah, of how much yeah. of it was smoke and mirrors? Um, smoke and mirrors, I've never heard that expression before. It's, it's kind of like superficial. Oh, okay. So, okay. Like, like performances. I didn't know like it was an inside joke or no, something. No, no, no. Okay, I was like, I didn't, I've never <laughs> heard that before. from inside jokes here. Um, so, yeah, I just start praying the rosary every day. It like really helped me just get through my, my work day and get through the summer and then I started like you know I love philosophy and stuff and so I decide you know I get to the point where I want to go to U Dallas um and study theology um and then my a priest did a talk at my uh youth group and he basically like he put it out there like front and center he said if anybody thinks about the seminary like if any young man is thinking about the seminary or thinking about the priesthood he should immediately join and I was like, dude, this guy, he's recruiting, man. He's, wow. trying to, he's trying to get numbers up or something. I don't know what he's up to. Wait a second. I think I, what was his name? Oh, Father Kurt. Okay. Because I had I'd, I'd met a, a guy from Dallas who was in charge of, like, I think the, some. It's tra- common vocation advice. Yeah. Right. But but I had met a guy who, who was from Dallas and who, like, managed, like, the seminary stuff at Steubenville. So I didn't know if he was, oh, if, if mm. different the same priest. Yeah, no, it's guys. common advice. So I decided to talk to him afterwards, like, basically to, like, you know, smart 12th grader over here knows what's up and so i decided to talk to him and say that's silly like come on you're, you're not being serious here he's like no i'm being serious 
And I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay, you're smarter than me. <laughs> so I'm just gonna take I'm just gonna take your advice as is. Um and I don't know, like like altar serving is obviously a, a sign towards a priesthood, maybe. And I had I always loved altar serving and so like how I see it is that the Lord worked in my lives in ways that I didn't know. Like people said that like, Oh Luke, you seem like somewhat of a leader. Luke, you're a great altar server. Um Luke, you're pretty decent at philosophy and stuff. And I don't know, these are like outward signs that might point to something. It depends how like you discern it. Um, so I just started praying about it. And uh, hmm, I just started praying about it and I just felt this peace that, like I, I was, when all those people saying these things of what I could be, like the priesthood just made sense. And it wasn't hmm. just like, you know, I've always had a desire to teach. I love working with kids and stuff and I don't know, like the priesthood was something else because it was something deeper. It wasn't just like, okay, I can be a teacher, get money, have a family, whatever, be happy. But in the priesthood is like, there's something there that's pulling yeah. me. I don't know what it is. Um, so I just kept praying about it. Um, one of our, one of the guys in my youth group was actually, is actually a seminarian. He's a few years older than me. Oh yeah. And even earlier, like three years ago, he was like, you should join the, you should think about the seminary. Laughed at his face, you know, <laughs> pushed it off. Um, and so... I get to the point in January and like my spiritual life just skyrockets after he says that because I'm really thinking about it and I just keep feeling called to confession more and I couldn't get a daily mass more because I was a busy fellow but adoration start once a week at like late night um, and just really peaceful and I I don't know I was like well if this is, seems pretty good I'll just keep going so I contact Father Paul no I contacted my seminarian friend and I said I don't know what to do now like, I guess I'm thinking about the seminary, but like, I've also already applied to the University of Dallas. What should I do? And so he says, talk to Father Paul. And I go down to Central Phoenix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so downtown Central Phoenix. And I've grown up in like South Scottsdale. So the roads are like a grid. Like every light, <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Every light is a half mile. Yeah. And there's no one ways. There's none of that baloney. So I yeah, go dude, down. Scottsdale's to, nice. There's it's so name. easy to go down because yeah. you know where to go, even if you get lost. So I go down to central downtown Phoenix. Oh boy. Oh man. I'm in my minivan. <laughs> it's right after school. I had to like get there pretty, f I had to get there in 20 or 30 minutes. And downtown Phoenix is something else. So <laughs> I couldn't find the parking. And so I pay like 12 bucks for parking. Oh shoot. And I like walk like a half mile or something to the place. Um, and so I just talk, talk to him. And like one of the first few things he said to me is that like he just affirmed what Father Kurt told me about thinking about the priesthood, you should join the seminary. And how he said it was this. So if you're discerning, it's kind of like you're on the you're on like a fence. And so if you start going to like say to the right, you're going to the priesthood, you'll keep going and if you keep getting pulled and that's where you are, you will generally keep going there. But it's not if that's not where the Lord wants you, there's a bungee cord attached to you. And he will just pull you back and he'll pull you to marriage. And then if you keep going there, if marriage isn't actually your thing, you'll be bungee cord over there. The dangerous spot is on the fence because you have to get moving. Otherwise, the Lord can't lead you. Mm -hmm. So I was like... I've heard so many different like metaphors of that type of thing. Yeah. I love that uh, one. Yeah, yeah, like, like our father, like our, our priest at, and things said like, you have, you, I think you, he was like, you have like doors in front of you. You just have to open the door. Yeah, you have to do something. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like you have to just like walk into the fog and say... And just say, Lord, lead, like, lead me type of thing. So there's so mm -hmm. many different ways yeah. that you've said it. And that it just clicked. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
That makes sense. Like <laughs> I get that. Like I can I can grasp it, and it also gives me more freedom to start going on a path. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm on the fence, because I'm like, oh well, what if I want to get married one day? Oh, what will my parents think of me not having grand, not having children? Oh no. But if I just follow what I feel that the Lord is telling me to do, and I know He's going to lead me, and if I trust in Him, which is super hard, but if I trust in Him to start going and He will lead me, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the bungee cord is there. The bungee cord is there oh, to man. stop you if you start going too far to the wrong way. Um, so I, it was just a really great meeting, and He gave me a bunch of stuff to discern and to think about. Because like He gave me concrete ways. Because I sort of noticed, like I feel really peaceful when I think about the priesthood. And he like told me in a concrete way, like when you feel peace, when you feel that special joy and you just like feel like everything's is right and okay, that's signs of discernment. Yeah. So when we're growing in love and virtue, when we're pursuing something, that's a good sign. Like, the, like if you're in, like if I'm pursuing like dating or whatever, and I'm always crabby or something, and that's maybe superficial, but if like, it's genuinely not helping me to grow in love, maybe I'm not going the right way. Um, mm-hmm. So I just keep following that. And so I decided to apply in early February. And I was probably like 60, 40 in terms of wanting to go to the seminary. And then just throughout the months of applying, I just felt more and more and more. And the more you feel that peace, the more you should follow it. Because um, mm-hmm. that's what the Lord is inviting you to. So I just kept doing it. The pandemic didn't really stop me. Nice. It was like, I don't care. I'm going to keep doing my nice. thing and just keep rolling. Um, so then I joined the seminary in July, June or July, got in. Um, it was a little weird just being at home. Everything's closed, but I'm also a seminarian. Yeah. I don't know what that means. So, and then I went to the seminary house in August at the Nazareth house. So that's in central Phoenix. Um, and it's just been, wow. Like living with a group of guys that are like authentically pursuing the Lord and maybe like some of us don't end up becoming priests, but just that like unity. Like I noticed like, why am I being like really friendly or why can I get along with this guy who like doesn't like what I like? Like it doesn't make sense. Well, it's because there's something deeper there. It's because we're both looking for the Lord. Right. Exactly. Is this, is this guy Zach or? or... Oh, oh yeah. no, 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 not yet. No, no, no. Not yet. Almost. We're getting to Zach. <laughs> I don't know where to, where to go with that, but. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know if that was like, if you guys had like completely opposite interests. No, or no. it's surprisingly <laughs> similar. Um, well, except for robotics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just, there's like that deeper brotherhood there. Um, and people say brotherhood, like it's some cheesy term, but it's just, there's something about just living together in fraternity and living with priests that really just, like I've gotten called out like at least 10 times for saying stupid things. Like, and, and then you just call someone out and it's like, okay. You own up to that and then you yeah. start growing more i'm so surprised about how much i've grown and <laughs> first of all saying i'm sorry like i just didn't say i'm sorry <laughs> like i was like a bullheaded high school kid i'm like no i'm right dude <laughs> i'm right you're wrong um and just saying sorry just it's cheesy but it, it really means a lot i think it's actually interesting i that you say that of like being having me ability to say sorry yeah kind of comes back to we we do we i heard we bleh. Um, words, words, yeah, blah, blah, blah. um, kind of, kind of goes back to the Bible verse. I don't know where it is or what the exact quote is, but the Lord says like when, P- when Peter asked, when the disciples asked him like, how many times should we forgive Lord? And it's like, mm-hmm. not oh, seven yeah. times, but seven times, seven, seven times, 77 times where it's like, to f- it's like, yes, 
you don't have to have somebody say sorry to you to forgive them. Like, you can forgive them without saying sorry. Mm-hmm. But it kind of goes backwards. It's like, it, kind of, it links with someone saying sorry. It was like, it also, the person who did the wrong also needs to be the one to apologize. Mm-hmm. Or also, yeah. like that. Like, you can relate to how many times did you say sorry? Seven times, seven, seven times, seven thing. Right. Um, and it goes into the words like, in Jesus's mouth, but <laughs> <laughs> no, you're using his words. That's good. It just goes into, I think like the accountability of living in the house. And I think being that vulnerability is something that we talk about a whole bunch when we're at the house and making yourself known, being known by other seminarians. Um, you're growing in knowledge of yourself as well. And that ability to be vulnerable and say like, Hey, I, I messed up, you know, every, we've started doing it now, or we're trying to do it after every meal. We kind of have the uh, manifestations we call them. So if there's like, for instance, I have a bad habit of leaving laundry in. Oh, everybody in, does. Everybody. Does. <laughs> oh no. Leaving laundry where? Leaving laundry in, just in the, in the dryer. In the dryer. I like, do that too. Oh, it, it's right? so bad. Yeah. And so things like that, where it's just like, I'm really sorry, guys. I forgot my laundry again. And just those little manifestations, being able to say, being able to apologize, and to like, you know, like acknowledging that I need to grow here. I'm looking for growth in. Not necessarily in putting my laundry away, but maybe right. not. But, but just like discipline. Exactly. Yeah. Discipline and responsibility, for sure. I'm curious, what's the protocol when you need to do your laundry and someone's is in the dryer? Do you just throw it on the couch? Or like, There's like that? a little box there, but oh, okay, it, does okay. get a little, it does get a little annoying. <laughs> because it's like, it's two stories for the right, Nazareth right. house. So you can be downstairs and that machine goes off and you don't hear it. Yeah, yeah. So then it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then you, when you see somebody who switched, when you pull out the washing machine to switch your laundry, and then you see that your clothes are in the dryer, it, like, hits you. Because you're like, oh, no, somebody else switched it for me. And, uh, now I feel bad. I'm going to have to figure out who it was. And, yeah. Yeah. That happens all the time in, in my house, like, with my guys, even though we're not seminarians. But <clears throat> when it's like, when it's like you do your laundry, and I'll be, like, sometimes, like, flying out the door, and I have to put my clothes in the dryer. Mm-hmm. And if someone's laundry, then I'm like, well... I guess I was like, I don't have time to unload their laundry, yeah, too. There you go. Um, even though I shouldn't be leaving that late. But. Luke, I think it's it's fascinating that you brought up fraternity again and that, that living with brothers because it's something that seems to come up almost every episode it, now. Really? That, yeah. It, and it was something that I was like, do I, should I bring up like fraternity and just like the benefits of fraternity? But it's just, it's so reassuring and confirming to hear it from another seminarian. Like, yes, the fraternity is here. Like the fraternity. It's real, we could say. Yeah, it's so real. And so it's just, it's really cool to, to, again, just have that come up again as such an integral part of young Catholic living, you know, living with a group of guys who can support you in your faith, who can challenge you in your faith. It's, it's critical. It's absolutely necessary to have that accountability. And I want to, I want to jump in, like you said, so it's, it's incredibly important to have that fraternity, but I know we, we were making this podcast for people who are, for you guys who are kind of in our same boat of like in discernment and stuff like that, where you could where a lot of people like my first question if i wasn't living in a house of fraternity was like well how do i how do i start that where it's like how in the world do i like you guys are saying it's so great but like how do i where do where do i begin like do i do i get into something do i go and live in a house of guys like what do i do where do i find those right people and it kind of links back to what you were saying luke about the the fence of like never Mm -hmm. being on the fence and also into your discernment where it's like when if you're in that position if you are freshman in college or senior in, in high school here and you're kind of or just in college in general and you're moving you've, you've got that independence and stuff really just take that leap into into one of the, the separate places and and take that and if you're trying to find the right people like if it's like if you if you're actually in college and you're not jumping into seminary if you've jumped into your your college 
find that that find that group at your parish for your it's like oh my mm-hmm, gosh like, yeah. like where where can i find those those great fraternities jump into your youth group jump into a, a young a young adults group and stuff like that have have that courage to just jump off the fence um, oh yeah and and so you're not on the fence anymore and 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 have that confidence type of thing to really be in there so it's really simple advice but that would be what i would say is and if you and if you're determined to go into seminary jump into the seminary, fill out that application. Like oh, yeah. if nothing's, you're not going to die if you fill out the application. Like you're, it's, it's like, the, the no, there's just, actually, there's, there's fine print at the bottom that says you sign your name here and you, you're done for Like you, you're done something. For. Yeah. Like <laughs> we cannot guarantee your safety kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't tell them about it's like, that. It's like, I'm oh, sorry, sorry. You weren't supposed to hear that. I didn't even know about that. Yes. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, you know, just like a, we're not responsible for any injury or death. Or, oh yeah. 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 We can be stupid all we want, but if we get hurt while being stupid, it's our own fault. Exa- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so about uh, the growing about the parish life and how to do that fraternity in a non-setting. I would yeah. say the important thing is is that um, so seminary formation hasn't always been at least in the diocese and in the church in general. It hasn't always yeah. been um, like living with a group of guys. Is for a lot of the time of the history of the church, it's been like college. So it's been right. like going to classes like ASU, exactly, and then living in dorms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the dangerous thing about that about that is that you can just fly under. And then you can just be in the, you can not be in the light and with, cause like when you're with those guys, um, there's that accountability and there's like, you're not just hiding. Mm-hmm. Like the, this is why the, the sin in the garden was so bad is that they just hid. They didn't seek the Lord's mercy. They didn't seek, um, what they most deeply wanted. They just hid. And that hiding is and discernment and everything. It's dangerous. So you need to find that group and then you have to make sure that they're going to, um, that they're going to keep you accountable and you have to make sure that they're going to be with you. Like it shouldn't just be something that you meet like once every four months. That's right. useless. You need to be meeting regularly with those guys because that's how you're going to grow. Really. If you're trying to just um, go through the motions of living your life, you that's basically on, the, that's how I think when people say on the fence, that's what I think of on the fence. Um, oh, going through the motions. If you're going through the motions, you're not really being led by the Lord. You're really putting the Lord in the backseat and you're just driving. Right. You're, you've got you're your, on cruise control. Yeah. Oof. Your little path that you've kind of created that's comfortable for you and you're just kind of like that. That's why True. I always love to advocate for um, trying new things because that goes into being comfortable with being out of your comfort zone. Exactly. Um, where it's like yes. of, of not just going through the motions. Or, and so it starts at like little things of being like, I'm going to eat something different today where then you then you jump in and say like i have this big thing I, I, you are able to make those like big changes in your life where it's yeah. like you're different than going through the motions type of thing big, big thing that we're, we're, we're kind of advocating this whole whole thing is like jump in jump into yes. jump into that cold pool um that you that you see in of grace um jump into that Ooh. cold pool of grace this is what from luke's bungee story jump from, into the into bungee, bungee jump yes mm-hmm. into the cold pool um not oh, but races. now you're making it sound scary. Yeah, it's true. It's not, okay, it is Why a little is it scary. scary. Okay, I don't it's think not, it's scary. You said a cold pool, cold man. Pool, if I'm jumping know. into a cold pool, that don't sound great. I'm just not going to jump. Good point. I mean, yeah, but, but we don't want to like, be on the fence, though. But you take the sacrifice. I mean, you look at the pool and you say, okay, how about this? You're being chased by an alligator. And then you either, <laughs> oh, sorry, alligators like the water. You're being chased by, <laughs> like, a lion. Okay. And you either jump into a cold pool or get eaten. What? You jump into that cold Maybe. pool. Maybe. But see, it's still, Where did this analogy still go? a bad metaphor though, because then it's like you're just going through pain to go through pain. So like, like, like you're saying like the Lord's grace is pain, even though like it is getting you out of your comfort zone. Maybe you just trash that 
that analogy. We can just say the bungee, you're, you're bungee jumping. You're bungee jumping. You're, you're just going for it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're on. You're cliff diving off a bungee jump. How does that sound? Is that, is that a good health and safety thing for just, our listeners? Because you, <laughs> you just have to jump, and then once you jump, it's an absolute blast. But then you have to get past that fear. You have, a- let's let's put it this way. So um, <laughs> the hardest thing in any discernment is that first step. Right. So the hardest thing for me to do in my time of discernment was setting up the meeting with Father Paul. It wasn't, as much as I like to joke about it, it wasn't driving to Central Phoenix. It was like <laughs> scheduling the meeting was terrifying because I started, because I like to get in my head and think about things. I'm like, well, I haven't talked to my mom about this. I haven't talked to my dad about this. I don't know what this means about, I don't know. There's like, there's some nice girls at school and I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, them, I'm applying well, to college. One of them looked at me like they like me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I can ask them about the prom. I don't know. One of them waved to me on those free roads. Yeah, but it's just that, like, no, calm down. You're just talking to Father Paul. I mean, he can't seem a little scary, but he's just, he's awesome. Um, he really yeah, he's something else. But it's just that first step. And then we should just have that trust in the Lord of just, no, if you take that first step, he's going to be there for you. I have heard of a guy who had discerned, um, like he discerned out of the seminary life, but I had known this guy previously and he did take that first step. And, and those, like this goes back to my vocation story, those moments of grace to get into the seminary and to go through the years of seminary, those are real moments of the Lord calling him and inviting him to his, to his feast in heaven. Those are real moments. But the Lord is using those moments in seminary to form us as a human, to form us as a man being conformed to Christ, essentially. We're not here just to know how to say Mass and know how to <laughs> say confession. We're, no, we're here to be holy because our whole ministry only comes from holiness, really. Mm-hmm. So those moments of grace for that seminarian were real. And now that he feels that the bungee cord has pulled him back to towards marriage, he is able to run towards marriage without hesitation he knows how to, first of all, he knows how to interact with guys more because he's had that formation of just living together with guys. Right. So he understands like just how to like be a man around people. And mm-hmm. so that just makes a huge, a huge grace. Like when the seminary is just making, even if you leave the seminary, but you've changed, you become more holy. That's, that's real and profound. And that's, that should be celebrated. Like, right. Seminary has done its job. It's a success mm-hmm. because what you don't want is that you don't want him to say, Oh, I've really been growing here. It's really awesome. But man, I'm already like three or four, however, however many years in here, I am just going to stay through like, no, you're going to be a horrible priest. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, your, your, your ministry isn't going to be great because you know, you should be somewhere else. And that also goes for people wanting to leave seminary early. Like, well, go where the Lord is telling you and remember those moments of grace. Exactly. That's just all what I'd say about yeah. it. Follow the constellations. Follow yeah. the peace. Follow yeah. the constellation. Dang, that was awesome. What a conversation. That was a fantastic thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that was great. Wonderful story. I'm doing my best here, man. <laughs> that was that was fantastic, you know. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I, I, how, how much I talked to you about the podcast? Like, not not much. You, you right? mentioned it like twice, a couple of times. But like, have I? I mean, the whole theme, like, with this podcast is, discern- is discernment. I didn't tell you much. of You this told beforehand. me the name, and I don't remember. I didn't yeah. remember the acronym. So like, you, <laughs> you, like, you, you nailed it. Like you, your your description of discernment, your your own personal discernment, just kind of you know, really looking at discernment from a spiritual, like almost like a critical spiritual eye and saying like, here's what it looks like. But, you know, like this is kind of how I've experienced it. This is how, you know, this is what discernment looks like to me. And just, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's really cool to hear 
um, a new perspective and a fresh perspective on discernment like that. And it's really good to, uh, for for all of you guys to hear it as well. I think it's uh, it's great for me to hear. You know, I think we all need we all need that discernment, and it's it's fantastic. So thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah. Happy to be here, guys. Yeah, this is very very good. Be good. Happy. Just I think I think each person's personal story as, as you give it gives gives inspiration to everyone as they're going through their own because because exactly. everyone relates to, to people's stories, mm-hmm. but then also like has their own unique stories. So where you can where you can be like, wow, like I someone else was going through the same thing. Someone else has the same fears as me. Someone else like has the same like consolation as me or 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 whatever. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how like it was that. with me and Father Kurt. Like he <clears throat> just shared his story, and I was like. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, start asking him <laughs> questions and voila, here I am. And you just kind of, you feel inspired. It's like, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's like the best, I'm, I've, I've hold always like the best inspiration that people can give is like through personal stories. Nice. Like, I think so too. Get, like, Absolutely. That's why we love stories of the saints. Exactly. Oh yeah. yeah. That's true. Because it's like, we can see, okay, this, this happened. This actually happened. And, like, and someone actually did this. And, yeah. But anyways, we just, we, we encourage you guys to, um, to jump in, jump off that fence for you guys, and continue, continue sharing your stories with everyone else in the world, um, with with your friends and with your with people that you that you know as well. Take your own platform and, and use it for good. Fabulous. Fabulous. Um, as we're wrapping up, uh, prayer requests for this week. Um, Ooh, Anthony, what do you got? Luke, what do you got? Prayer requests for this week. Oh, well, the only reason why I'm here is that uh, my family's a little sick with the the coronavirus. So it's the only reason he really didn't want to be on the podcast. Oh yeah. Well, okay. I was really okay. <laughs> Everybody, calm down. I was planning on going, uh, just staying at the Nazareth house for the weekend, but then somehow Zach hears about my family situation. And he just says, "You want to come uh, to my place for the weekend?" I was like, "Sure. Oh, why yeah. not?" And then he got me with the. The second question of, do you want to be on a podcast? Sex, <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> yeah, he had an idea, and here I am. You should have seen all the little mischievous faces in the text when he said, I have found a guest. For oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the texting stream was awesome. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so, so prayers for your family for, for, for their good. For Safe healing recovery, everything. yeah. I love that. For sure. Oh, man. Ooh, looking at me here. I would say, um, <laughs> prayers. But you know, actually, I found it. Prayers for, um, I talked to my spiritual director and everything for kind of what I'm going to do for Lent. I've got a couple of options. Sure. I've, um, we're batting around a consecration to St. Joseph. Um, I know, right? Yes. Go for it. Yes. Do it. Yes. Do it. And so, so those types of things, like where, where are we, what, what different things are we implementing for Lent? So as I pray sure. about that this week, um, prayers for successful discernment in that one. Nice. Um, clarity for Lent. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Same for me. And also, uh, prayers for the Nazareth house for, what we want to do for Lent as well. We're, yeah. we're going to try to figure oh, out some things. Thing? Uh, we're going to try to do some group things, yeah, to try to figure out what that all looks like. Um, yeah, and then also for um, uh, a mutual friend of ours that we, um, I'll mention the name later so you know who it is, but just for a, a good uh, mutual uh, friend of ours um, who needs some prayers right now, um, just lifting this person up in prayers especially. Um, the Lord knows who we're talking about, so it'll all be good. Fantastic. Um Sweet. Any announcements or anything? I, I think we're think good. Hit, as always, hit us up on our socials. I promise I am active on there. Um, <laughs> Even, yep. <laughs> sure, it's no problem. Um, Instagram is better than Snapchat, so just throwing it out there. This is true. Um, and so hit us up on our socials. Let us, let us know your thoughts, and if you'd like to share your discernment story on the podcast as well. Also, um, uh, shout out to Dominic. I told him that I would shout him out this week. He's yes, been, he's been. We bleeped his name out last time. Accidentally, I apologize. <laughs> He's been awesome. Thank you for all your support, Dominic. You are amazing. Yeah, we love you, brother. Perfect. 
Yeah. And for everyone, you know, keep those questions, comments, concerns, insults, threats, suggestions, requests. Qualms. Qualms. Keep them all coming. Luke, any last thoughts? No. I don't send me any threats. Right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, you have to write a formal letter, actually. That's the... Well, you see, I'm not on social media, so I'm actually good. Oh, no, you you get gonna, all the pain. They're going to send you like a formal... Like, we give out the, the address no, of we the don't. National House. Well, it's no, on the not. Social. It's on the socials. You didn't find Someone it. cut the video. Don't have to give out the address. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> we love no. you all. Have a great week. Peace out. Perfect ending. Mm-hmm.